is have you ever see those games where there's the board and there's the and there's the squares and there's pieces but there's like a magnet under the game board yeah so the magnet moves the pieces but when the pieces are moved they think they're doing yeah so <laughs> it's sort of like that old thing with in Disney World where there's supposed to be this ride where you get on a boat like a motorboat and you should know immediately when you get on because there's like eight steering wheels, I think, you know? But no one seems to get it. And you're in there and you go through these little waterways and there's crocodiles and hippos. And then you sometimes you make the right turn and you don't get attacked. And sometimes you don't and a big splash comes. And every person's thinking they're doing the turning, yeah? But it's, some, it's computerized in some office that's doing the whole thing. But even with the evidence, there's eight steering wheels on the boat. The mind will just keep assuming that it's doing it, yeah? It's sort of like in a movie, we saw a movie called Moon, where there's a... I'm going to blow it for you, so... (laughs) It isn't that great, but it was pretty good. But in this moon, there's this guy guy working on the moon, on the dark side of the moon, and at this time in in the future, they found an iron ore, or some kind of metal in the moon that is a super energy source, so they're mining it, yeah? And so they've got it down where this one guy can run the whole place. You know, there's a number of these farms, but this one big farm, he runs the whole place. And he runs out of anything, breaks down and fixes it, and there's just giant harvesters constantly working, yeah? And he has pictures, and he's on a five-year contract to be there. And he has pictures of his family and all these things about Earth, and and he's only got a few more weeks to go, yeah? Now what happens is he goes out, he goes out, uh, something happens, I don't know, he goes out to, an old, to a harvester and he finds someone, someone, another person there, and it looks just like him, yeah? And what happened is, he realizes the other guy wakes up, and the other guy wasn't supposed to wake up for another week, until this guy left, supposedly, but they're the same person, they have different personalities, but the same body, and he says, hey listen, we're all clones, yeah? And they go down in the bottom of this, of this facility and there's like 5,000 of the same model, <laughs> yeah? Now the clone has just gotten a heavy Zen bitch slap, in a sense, that it's a clone, but the only way it can hear that it's a clone is as a person, yeah? The programming is sufficient to override almost, ev- ev- almost all the evidence contrary to it, yeah? So now, now the person thinks he's a clone, yeah? But the fact is, it's a clone that was thinking it was a person, yeah? But as soon as it hears that it's a clone, it doesn't immediately jump to being the clone. It still has the belief that it's a person, and now it thinks it, it's a clone, as a, as a, like a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. You see the little itch? So it, that's what the mind does. So when, like, say, this message, you can use the symbol that you're a lion, you know? And we went on, I use this story a lot of times, but... You're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion. And then you hear the message, the message comes at you, like you're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion, but then it hits the ears, yeah? And the ears, the way they're programmed is they can only hear it as a sheep, yeah? So they hear, I'm a lion, I'm a lion, I'm a lion, I'm a lion. It comes in here into the sheep ears and it gets translated into, I can become like a lion, yeah? Which isn't the message. So, and then you go, okay, and someone says, that isn't the message. It's not becoming like a lion. And you go, yes, 
you know, total agreement with that, but the sheep ears are so heavily uh, there that you hear the message, you hear the message, you hear the message, you're a lion. And you go, yeah, 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 I really like the idea that I'm a lion, but it doesn't get, it doesn't get held that way. It gets held as I can become like a lion. So you run into a lot of times with this message where you're sharing the message and people are waiting to get it. Yeah? The person that the message is basically there to negate, the sense of being that person, is waiting to get the message. It's almost like it's waiting to have the experience of its own absence. Yeah? But it's the, it's the absence. The, the false sense of presence is your preoccupation with the idea of being a self. That's a false sense of presence. That's what's allowing. Only it, it can only happen in time. It can't infinitely make it so, but it can make it appear to be so in time that this is really what's present, and then the presence is absent. You know, that all all sustaining, all contextual, all spacious void or emptiness or or the one or whatever you want to point it with, right? That becomes seemingly absent as long as you're apparently present as a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. So when that sense of presence of being an entity hears the message of its own absence, it sometimes likes it, but it wants to be there to experience it. Yeah? You see the conundrum? It can't be there to experience its own absence. <laughs> because it's inherently absent. That's the message. When you realize it's inherently absent, the whole drive to have an experience of it drops because you are that which you want to have a position to experience it from. That's what's given up. It's the false position that you're something other than that that's given up or entertained not to be so, which allows that presence that's always been so to finally have an influence in this experience here. You start, it starts having a very substantial influence, and then what you call you starts having an experience, a stabilized experience, where you could actually call it a state of traveling lighter. That's the message. Yeah? So the message isn't pointed towards the lion, in a way. Well, it could be, you could say. Whatever, however the message, wherever the message goes in you, but the thing is, when it's heard, it's not enough just to hear it. You've got to sort of sense who or what's hearing it. Yeah. Because a lot of people have heard this message, but it doesn't translate. Because what grabbed it, what claimed it, made it something. It made it sort of like, all right, the message is I'm a lion, and it makes it I can become like a lion. That immediately neuters the message, doesn't it? As soon as you can become like something, that's what has time in it, yes? That has activity in it, yeah? That has paths, processes, progress, you know, plateaus and growing and growing and growing and growing and growing. Now, the same aspect can happen, but as an experience, as an expression of what you already are. So, more will be revealed of what you already are. It's not that you develop towards it or progress towards it. It's that you find out about it, yeah? You just find out about it by living. Because the action figure is in, is, is in action. It's running around, running into people, doing this and doing that, yeah? And instead of having that incredible desire to know, which is what the mind wants to do, the conditional mind, it wants to know at all costs. It doesn't even care if it's right. It just wants to know. 
This suspends that into an I don't know state, which puts you in a position to find out. Finding out is a much more thorough way of understanding or knowledge. Yeah? It sort of has the ability to take root, to have some sway here. So when the winds of situations and circumstances start blowing, you can bend with them. Yeah? It gives you a flexibility. You now can fit yourself around circumstances instead of constantly trying to fit circumstances around you. Yeah? So, inherently, the sense of presence is actually recognizing your own absence. Yeah? When you recognize that the self is not actually so, yeah, it can be very, very crushing for the conditional mind. But as soon as it crushes, it opens up into a vast space. Because what is so becomes obvious. Yeah? Instantaneously. As soon as the demise or the, or the disintegration of what wasn't even there happens, then there's an immediately an expression or an explosion of what's always been there. Its influence starts having an influence in your life. And so you can start traveling damn lighter through every situation. And then hopefully it will stabilize so that will be your baseline. Instead of like in recovery where they talk about the baseline of alcoholism is irritability, restlessness, and discontentment, yes? you Now your base, baseline will be a sort of an ease and comfort. You'll have your spikes because this place is a dualistic place. It's not always good and it's not always bad. Yeah? It goes up and it goes down. But you'll have a steadying or a leavening uh, aspect to it. You won't spike when it's bad and you won't forget how good it was so quickly. Yeah. You know what happens? When a, a miracle happens at 10 in the morning, you forgot it by 2, haven't you? But you have a resentment for 30 freaking years that ne- about something that actually never even happened. You've got to see the flavor of the mind. It's not an objective state that's ready to be influenced by the truth and everything. It's totally biased. Yeah? It's in an active pursuit to deny, quote-unquote, the truth, so that it can live as the truth. I'm a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. For it to do so, it has to deny what's actually so. Because a recognition of what's actually so would undermine the appearance of what you think you are. It would undermine it. It has no, it has no personal intent to do it. It just does because that's what's so. And what, when what's so becomes apparent, fortunately or unfortunately, what's not so becomes apparent as what's not so. <laughs> you can't. It just happens. Yeah. Then the, then the calibration of your mind, instead of being in self-centeredness, shifts into a state called centeredness. Yeah? Which doesn't, it's not located on this little mobile center, this, this verb that's uh, acting like it's a noun. It's located in its own center, which is everywhere. No matter where you are, no matter what time it is, no matter what circumstances you're under, it's available. Yeah? Now, for me, that's an incredible reliability. And when my mind stops reflecting the selfing, and you and what happens is, is when your mind is ignorant, yeah, when it's living from a state of ignorance, when it sees the selfing, yeah, when the mind selfing is always implying that there's a you, yeah, 
that you're the doer, you're the haver, you're the chooser, you're a creature of form, of time, you're going to cut, you came and you're going to end, or maybe you'll make up a story that you're an eternal soul that somehow is using this body to have lessons through, or whatever. It comes up with some incredible stories, you know what I mean? Incredible stories, whatever it may be. <laughs> it comes up with some doozies, I swear. It's pretty damn good. <laughs> it's pretty damn good. So here you are. So the language is an object is a language that's being used by an object, brain and body, and it's a subjective language. So every time the brain is listening to the thoughts that are going through its head in that language, it implies that there's a, so when there's an action, there must have been an actor. If there's a doing, there's a doer. If there's a having, there's a haver. Yeah. So just just well, let's just use one process of the brain body. Just one process. Let's and then let, oh, actually let's use a couple of them. Let's use digestion. Yeah. So the body's digesting. Like I was hungry, so I ate something right before. Now, I haven't spent much time digesting it, thinking about it, yeah? It, I just, I eat it, and there it is, and now it's under control of some other forces. Very involuntary. I'm not secreting the acids, you know. It's not like I have a burrito from last week, you know, in my, next to my liver that I forgot. No, I'm not, I have no real say over the matter. It's just, I eat, and then it's, from here, it's over, you know? This is where I put the ball down, and then it goes through the process, yeah? And the same thing with uh, my nervous system, everything like that. But now we'll take a process, a process, more subtle process called thinking. Yeah. Now thinking is much more subtler than eating. Yeah. Obviously. But now we assume that we're the thinker, don't we? You believe that your thoughts, don't you? When the thoughts are being seen, after the fact of seeing the thoughts, the senses that you are the thinker of them. They're about you or they're about someone else that's involved with you or some idea that you're, you're involved with. Yes? That's the leap. So here's the selfing. It's a language. It's using, an, a, it's using a subjective language. So when the object, the brain and this apparatus, sees it through the movement of consciousness, it implies that there's a someone there. Yeah? It infers that there's a somewhere. It assumes that there's a someone and as soon as that happens, as soon as the selfing is held that way, it produces what? A sense of being a self. You feel like an, when an action happens, you did it. You feel like when a thought's seen, you thought it. Yeah? You feel like when a feeling has moved through the body apparatus and there's been an awareness of it, you believe you're the feeler of it. Yeah? But just look at a feeling. How many times have you had a feeling that was recognized and then you said, I didn't want to feel that? Or I don't want to feel it. How much power did you have over it? The feeling already occurred. Yeah? Feeling arose, consciousness saw it, the mental process reacts with its storyline that I'm the one who's feeling, and now it goes, I don't want to feel that. But how much power does it have? It already felt it. <laughs> you know what I mean? The feeling has already occurred. It rushes up and says, I don't want to feel that. It's sort of like me. If my eye was open and a bird flew by, I would see it. And, I, and no matter how much with my eye open, I, I don't want to see a bird. I don't want to see a bird. I would see the bird every time it flew by. Yeah? All right, this time I'm not going to see that bird. I'd see the bird. 
as soon as my eyelids were open, I was going to see that bird. But you have a feeling that you have some choice, don't you? That you have some say in the matter. <laughs> it's just like that piece on the game board thinking that it's moving on its own volition. Yet it's magnet. The magnet is pulling it, yes? The magnet is taking it to this point and that point and this point. And as soon as you arrive at the point, you believe you did something to get there. And then you either get guilty or proud. And then you think, all right, now I need to move on. Either for more of the same or to, uh, you know, to uh, advert from going back to the same you're in. (laughs) It's freaking exhausting. Yeah. How many times do you want to deny a feeling when it's already there? How can you, you can't kick it out? You're not the owner of the house. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to feel like this, but you felt like this. I don't want to have that thought, but the thought was had. Yeah. Now, why would I want to, to uh, share this information? Well, because... Like a great master said, to study Buddhism is to study the self. To study the self is to forget the self. There is no self to study. There's selfing that can be studied. There is no noun called self to study. Yeah? That's the product of a verb called selfing. Once the product is already made, you're pretty much screwed. So we're attempting to see, let's look at the process that produces the sense of being dead that produces a sense of being Chris. Yeah? Let's look at that. And if you, can, if, if you can see it, then maybe one time while you're seeing that process, the emphasis will be on the seeing. Yeah? There'll be a sense of awareness about the awareness of the process. Yeah? You'll become conscious that you're aware. Yeah? And maybe, just maybe, then the sense of what you are will slowly or quick, quickly shift from what you're not to what you are. And then you'll see an incredible correlation with how light you're traveling throughout your every day by that shift. By the shift from being unconscious of that process of selfing, which causes the feeling of being a self to be present, to be dominant, and therefore the sense of allness to be absent, or to be conscious that it's a process and the process, there is no... See, when a lot of people share with me, you share about this idea of selfing, they go, I get it, I can get it. And they call me, I've been selfing all day. Yeah, That's the product of the selfing. The feeling that you're the one who did the selfing. Yeah? Or selfing's been driving me crazy. That's the product of the selfing. Yeah? While you're talking like as if you're seeing the selfing, you're not seeing the selfing because the product's already been produced. You're feeling like you did it or it's being done to you. That's the product of the selfing. Yeah? Oh, okay. So now, here you thought you saw the selfing and there was you, and now you're this authentic something that's seen the selfing. But now someone says, well, that's the, the selfing also. Oh, really? Yeah? So now the selfing, you saw a little bit of it, now you're seeing more of it. And I'm telling you, selfing is finite. It doesn't go on forever. There's tons of pauses in it, and it has a finite, a finite length. Yeah? So here's the selfing, and the selfing's drive is to produce this pop-up called a self. Yeah? So as soon as the pop-up occurs, the selfing is now seen as something you did, or as something that's doing you. Yeah? 
That's the product. Okay, now when awareness grows, this drops. So maybe you start seeing a little more subtle stuff. Now the thing of you're a real loser comes up, and then, you know, you bite on it, and there you are. You're the loser now. Okay? Wow, it's really painful. But no, I'm saying that's not so either. So all these pop-ups where it becomes a right angle, and then your, distor- your perception is totally distorted, is actually just a verb. And there's a point where it stops. Yeah? And what's there is what you call in recovery an experience of a pause, but it's more an experience. It's a state. That's it. The context of the mind is a pause. There's an activity that the mind is watching, which is a verb called selfing. Yeah? But the context of the mind is a pause. Your mind isn't being sullied by anything that it's seen. It's not being affected, truly. No, there's no lasting ink tattoos on it from all this activity. It's never, it's never obligated to any action you ever took. It's like contextual. Yeah? And that's what's revealed. When you see the selfing, and you don't fall for the noun pop-up, and then you see more of the selfing, and, there's no, and then the next noun pop-up, you see a selfing, there's a point where it stops, and then you get a sense of your own mind, what you are. It reflects a pure, empty space. Instead of reflecting this activity called selfing and then making a leap that I am the self, it now sees this incredible space and there's no leap to be made. Yeah? It's just an awe in a sense. It's seen its original face. Now, while the action figure continues going on, I'll tell you something, yoga as the mind, now that it's reflecting this context, this awareness, it will see all the selfing. Some of them will have more impact on it than the others, but it will never jump on the selfing and become the rider of that. It won't become the self. Yeah? First of all, it can never become the self. It won't take on the belief that it's a self. And then, when you see that happen, you'll see that almost every aspect of all your quote-unquote troubles are rooted in the reliance on being that self. You'll know the problem by the solution. You'll see it. You will see what the real problem is. Because when there's a freedom from it, you cannot believe the, the extreme different places where the relief shows up. <laughs> You're going, I didn't know that this net was that expansive. This selfing was thrown quite far. Yeah? But by but by its absence, by its lack of influence on you, you get to realize what the freak was defeating you. Which was this identification as being a self. The activity of its defeat is the obsession with it, the constant going back to how things are for it, how things were for it, how things are gonna be for it, that constant, incessant everything and every day being brought back to that one point called you. You'll see that too. But that obsession is just an activity to keep the identification in place. Yeah. Once the I, So to fight obsession is just another form of obsession. But to see, am I really that, which my mind is obsessed over, isn't fighting the obsession. It's not self trying to get out of self. It's questioning the idea of self. And I'll tell you, your mind may be right to really entertain it. And if it is, you'll see the results. You'll start traveling a lot lighter. 
And if you start traveling a light rider, you'd be crazy not to keep entertaining it. <laughs> well, I mean, why not? Because your mind will come out, oh, that's enough. That's well, I don't deserve any more than that. Or it'll always come up with some consideration. Oh, that's way too much light for me. You know, I, I did that terrible thing when I was a kid. Or whatever this stuff. The mind will constantly try to close the door on it. But this is like a gateless gate and an open secret. It's always, it's just there. It will just keep on being there, no matter if you believe it or not. It's just there. Yeah. You know, here, I don't know about you, but I lose interest in a lot of things here, you know, fast. There's a couple things I haven't lost interest in, but I won't, na- I won't name some personal things, but some other things, like surfing, I'm quite interested in that, stuff like that. But this, but most things I get bored with, you know, pretty fast. I think a lot of people have that trouble. But this, I've never got bored with it. It's just so damn provoking, the possibility of it. It's the never-ending thing to entertain because it's not a thing. It's like the mind meets its match when it tries to reflect what is. Yeah? Aren't you bored with your story? It gets freaking boring, you know? Even when sometimes when you're you're trying to share it with someone else, even you're bored about it after a while, you know? It's the same old, same old. I know they're bored about it. (laughs) I swear to God. I mean... You know, you'll even get bored of it, you know? It's all about me. Come on. <laughs> You're great. You know, it's like having a marathon runner in a closet. The guy and the woman's crazy. It's got legs. It wants to run. And it's just walking around the closet. It's going to get really neurotic. It is. It's going to get really perverse, probably. It's going to take weird mutations and modulations. Yeah? Because it just needs some free-range activity. It needs to be let out of the coop. It needs to entertain its own, its own nature for a while. Instead of constantly taking its nature to be the action figure's qualities, you know? I'm this body, I've got these limitations, this and that. It's like, really, it's, to squeeze all of that into this little preoccupation is just unbelievable. Yeah? It really is. I don't know why, I, I can imagine, we could just see people just blow up out there, you know what I mean? They've worried themselves to such a point, it's like the, the Big Bang Theory in the opposite way. This huge mind has gotten to such a condensed point, it just, just blows up, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> just, they've worried about so much past and future, it just couldn't, the, the mind, but the mind is infinite, so it can, but can you imagine, we just get, enough's enough, to blow up the possibility. Forget it, you know. <laughs> Pop this balloon. <laughs> so... <laughs> So yeah, when I came into recovery, recovery was a great experience, and it still is, because it gave me, it told me, 
It told, my, the mind got what the dilemma was. It explained it so clearly. And every time I read the book, at first it was I only identified with all the problems because I hadn't gotten any of the effects of what they called entertaining the solution yet. But the, everything was so intimately there. It was like deeper than my own skin. I was going, yeah, 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 yeah. They just explained it so beautifully. And then, over time, I entertained the possibilities that they offered, and then I, I have an intimate sense of all the expressions of the solution they describe in the book. That, you know, you will cease fighting everyone and anything. Anyone can, is you. <laughs> You'll cease fighting you. Yeah, the me. <clears throat> you know, you'll be placed in a position of neutrality with no thought or effort on your part. It will seem like it happened automatically because it actually does. Yeah? The mind doesn't need time and processes. It's not a time, it's not a product of time, the mind. It's a timeless state. Yeah? It doesn't need, it can express itself through time, so it may look like you did this and that and this and that and that, because that's that overriding program. It's very difficult for the clone to really get that it's a clone. It has to get that it's a clone as a person. The programming is so thick on the clone that it doesn't go, you're a clone, right to the clone. It's like, you're a clone, but it hurts the person. Yeah? You know what I mean? That's what the programming is. It's very thick. Yeah? So the message gets there, hits there. Yeah? When, and then when the, that there makes the message into something, it can get neutered in a way. And therefore now, you're trying to do the impossible. You're trying to get something that is actually based on your own absence. <laughs> so you go to thousands of meetings and tons of retreats with the hopes that you're going to be there to have the experience of your own absence. Spends tons of money and this and that, and it's not going to work. More is not better. Yeah? It's not like you haven't found the right one. There ain't a right one. Tell, tell the truth about the wrong one, and that's the right. Not There's no one involved in it. You know? I wanted to talk about something, but I forgot. Something came to me today when I was loitering around. <laughs> it's amazing. I do basically what I used to do, but I used to get arrested for it all the time now. <laughs> I'm, oh, I took one thing out of it, the drugs and the drinking, that's why. <laughs> young, I didn't, I, I thought I knew so much, I never asked for much, you know, because I didn't think I'd get it. And I'll give you one thing, when I started doing drugs, it gave me the opportunity to, I start asking outlandish things in my mind, and people kept saying yes, you know what I mean? I couldn't believe what I could get away with, yeah? <laughs> this is sort of what it's like with this message. We're in such a state of knownness all the time, you know? And yet when you entertain it, and let's say you say yes on a very very subtle, small level, and it demonstrates itself, it hopefully will promote another yes, yeah? And you cannot believe how enlarged your life can get if you just get out of the way. Now I'm saying, the truth is, there isn't anyone in the way. That's the fastest way. Yeah? The fastest way has to be no way. The best way to get out of something is realize you're not in it. That's the best way, because it doesn't have time involved, does it? 
How much time does it take to get out of somewhere you're not in? No time whatsoever. You know? How can you get lost if, unless if, you can only get lost unless you're going somewhere? <laughs> if you're not going anywhere, you can't get lost, can you? <laughs> That's what it's like. It's so obvious. It's just right in front of us, constantly. Yet our mind likes to suck us up and up the ass of self. Then we're maybe we're something that wants to be nothing, yet we're, in a sense we're nothing that's expressing as something. It's a much better way to travel as an expression than as a vehicle to get somewhere. Yeah. Have you ever noticed when you're driving and everything's cool? No, everything is cool. When you have a purpose, every, there's lots of obstacles suddenly appear, right? Of course, the person that pulls right in front of you and you just miss beating them is going to go really slow. And you're going to see it. That's a freaking threat. I got to get yeah? It's all made up, isn't it? By your own interpretation. Your mind's giving everything all the meaning it has. Yeah? If you're chilled out, you don't see much threat. If you have a purpose, you see a lot of threats. Yeah. No desires. Let's say desires are held loosely. Pretty open, wide aperture. Very diffuse. Once you desire the concentration, yes? The concentration, you start living in a tunnel. Everything outside the desire is forgotten. And that's exactly what you hope what your desire would bring you about. Exactly what you forget through the desire is what the desire is really a very, very, very distorted symbol of is that sense of that context. Yeah? But you're not going to find it or see it through concentration or through focusing or through getting tunnel vision. It's when you open up. Yeah? When the mind opens up, then, it's, then it gets a sense of its own nature because its own nature is empty and infinite and very spacious. It's not something that's focused and like a laser beam. It's like a diffuse sunlight of the whole day. Yeah? Like that. Then you go, yeah, I want that. <laughs> and then now you're trying to find the sunlight with the sunlight. You're going to try to seek the Buddha with the Buddha. You're going to try to find the mind with the mind. And of course it's going to fail. Yeah? What happens when it fails? Sometimes you get exhausted and give up. The aperture opens up. Aha! What you're looking for dawns on you because you stopped looking, yeah? It's not that it's not there to be seen or seen from, it's the looking. The looking is the blindness. And the way we see here is a form of looking called self-centeredness. It's distorting us, it's turned our aperture to a fixed position, yeah? That's framed how we see everything, us included. And all of this around the frame is forgotten. We have a lot of ideas about this, and we try to fix it into the frame, but that's making something out of nothing. Yeah? A conceptual truth isn't going to do anything for you. It's going to make you heavier, actually. But what would happen if that frame of self-centeredness was questioned? Am I that? Yeah? So, am I that? Because this is like it is. The desire to be a self is the set frame that focuses everything as an in and out, yeah? Here you are, you've got a very fixed little opening, and all of that's seemingly forgotten. A desire in this frame is the same, but it's just an example of this. You don't notice this usually, yeah? 
But when you, let's say you're walking down the street and you see something you want, then everything, the birds, you stop hearing, you don't, every, yeah, exactly. Well, we're living, in a sense, with something like that already. The desire of the conditional mind to be a self has fixed our aperture, yeah? It's framed it into a very small little box. Yeah? Everything is in here, and what's not in there is forgotten. And it's the out we're looking for. Yeah? That context. But we can't find it with this frame, with this aperture. Because we are that which we're seeking. Yeah? It's when the aperture of this opens up, you realize you are what you've been seeking. That this, this false looking, this focused trying to get something is the reason why we're blind to what we are. So any path, if it's worth its salt, will, will fail you so that finally you get exhausted and the system collapses and you have a moment, or hopefully an epiphany or something, where the aperture springs to its natural state, which is wide and diffuse. And there's a strong impression that leaves the mind. Then, the selfing will try to claim it and put it in the frame. I got it. Like a like little spiritual mantle that you put it up. Oh yes, that epiphany, February 12, 2007. That was probably the best epiphany I ever had. It's like catching marlin and putting it on your wall, you know. Oh, this, yeah, this epiphany. I, I went on a 12-day vegan, no-juice retreat and, you know, whatever. And then it produced this epiphany. Look at it, man. But this one, 2010, is even better. Woo! I went three months to uh, Borneo, lived with the cannibals. Look at that one. You know what I mean? I mean, give me a break. It's like we say, it's the ordinary dog-do awareness. It's the, it's the, uh, it's the diffuse attention. Yeah? It's walking around awake, which we all are. You can't override, no matter how dull you think you are and how unconscious you think you are, you can't override the fact that you're conscious. Yeah? Everyone here is awake. It's just that we're entertaining that we're not, you know? And it's a lot of freaking work. And it's exhausting. You know, how, when some people see me and they have, they've been in a depression, they can exquisitely describe the depression, which is usually pretty confusing and dull, isn't it? But they're, they're, it's like a scalpel-like description of the depression. Because even when they, even while they're believing they're totally consumed by the depression, they have the clearness of mind can describe it perfectly. Yeah? The clearness, the clarity of mind was there every second of that overriding weather front called the depression. It can't block out the sun. Yeah? No matter how many times you take this cloud and you, you combine it with this cloud and this cloud and this cloud and then you make this weather front. It's never going to be good. I'm never going to happen. Or like this. If you just realized you weren't this action figure, you'd be on the side of the sun. I don't care if you put 8 billion clouds in front of the sun. If you're not on the side 
and you're on the sun side, it doesn't matter. You see the clouds, yeah? Because the sun is never blocked out by the clouds. It's your position that causes the clouds to have the ability to block out the sun, yeah? We're questioning that position. Entertaining, I may not be that. And then maybe you'll find you're on the sun side. So then you'll be able to see the clouds and travel lighter because the action figure is going to be beset by circumstances here. It's going to be rained on. It's going to have bad moods, all like this. To, be, to take yourself to be this and try to be stable as an action, action figure is crazy. I feel different every 10 seconds. My consciousness, oh, thank you, bro. My consciousness of the... Um, of what's going on in my body is changing every half a second. Yeah. I feel things, elbow, feel this, sunny, take care, see you guys. Constantly. Yeah. To, to, to try to believe there's a something stable here is insanity. Yeah. To try to make a noun out of a running stream is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to cooperate. Oh, I think I finally stabilized my condition. Yeah? Oh, I'm just changed, you know? My nose starts leaking, you know? I get it, my ear starts hurting. Oh, I feel this pain. You're never going to stabilize. What can't be stable? That's why I love this message, because if, you, if it's repeated and repeated and repeated... It gets in. The mind knows it already. It's just like a lazy Susan. You just keep putting it in, and one time it gets all the way through. Yeah? And when it gets through, an aha happens, or an unspoken yes, or a resonation. And you know what? That's the beginning of the end of the charade. Like this great master says, your head is already in the tiger's mouth. It's a done deal. Yeah? You've already heard it. The spiritual subpoena has been served. You can't get out of your court date. <laughs> and the court you're going to go to is the court of light, where it will know all your convictions here, all your freaking convictions, all the guilt for what you've omitted and committed, and all of that stuff that just keeps reinforcing the idea of being this you can be annulled there in that court of light. You're never going to win your case here in the mental court. You're going to lose. It's right. And we're not asking for much when we have a meeting, yeah? Do we we don't even have to wear the same clothes, you know? We don't go we don't do eight hours of yoga. We know we just come here, you hear this, and then travel and see how it goes. And then if it starts working for you, entertain it. And then you realize there's no question about entertaining it or not. And the mind overrides your idea of thinking you're not going to entertain it. It's entertaining it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then you... <laughs> yeah. Any questions tonight?
Irgendwas dort. I went surfing in the, at sunset. It's nice. Nice sunset. It's just a park. Beautiful. Gorgeous day. Small. It's such a gorgeous day. I just couldn't believe it. Akron? Yeah. Just lovely. I mean, like, how can... For three months here, we've had sun every day. It's like mm-hmm. perfect days. Why would anyone want to take a vacation from here? If I had, you know, I'd stay here. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. So, no questions? Oh, you have a question. Yeah. My favorite beach to surf at is Cronkite, because that's the one I surf at. <laughs> it wouldn't work for me if I wanted to surf at a beach I wasn't surfing at. <laughs> it's much simpler that way. It's like an idea of the past I used to always use. Is, hey, if it was supposed to happen, it did, and if it wasn't supposed to happen, it didn't. <laughs> End of story. I mean, why do you want to play as like as if you have an option when you don't have any option? You know, really. Take away some of the toys of your little conditional mind. It may whine for a while, but just take some of them away. Yeah? Just take away this idea that it can be somewhere that it isn't. It's totally ridiculous. It's a crazy, impossible assumption that entertains as being so. The idea of that you can get more into the moment is totally insane. You can't be out of the moment. Yeah? You can't be out of a moment. Yeah? The idea of you have to get out of self is totally insane. Because you're not in a self. There is no self to be in. There's just selfing that sort of attracts your attention and you fall for it. It can never make a self. All it does is imply there is one. Yeah? It infers there is one. Yeah? It assumes there is one. But it can never make one. Your mind makes the leap. Your mind, the mind, right where that is, makes the leap into taking itself to be the body. There is, it cannot be forced to be a body. It cannot be crunched into a body. Yeah? It has taken itself to be that because this incessant repetition of the message of selfing through language. Yeah? The language constantly. All your thoughts are wrapped in the sound of a language. Yeah? And that language is a subjective language used by objects. This object is using it. To claim, and then by listening to it consistently, the mind falls for it, takes itself to be the object, yeah? and now it becomes the action figure. And therefore it has to suffer what action figures suffer. Yeah? And it, en- it enlivens that suffering. It, it gives meaning to that suffering. It gives meaning to the limitations. It gives meaning to the joys. Yeah? But I would say the limitations and the suffering may outweigh most people's joy in life as an action figure. So if this thing can just entertain, I'm not that, you cannot believe what that meaning will do. The meaning, you will find out what that means to you. By entertaining, I'm not that, that which is inferred and assumed. I'm not that processing. I'm not that which it is implies. I'm not that. You will find out what that means for you. It will download. 
Day in and day out, you'll find out more will be revealed what it means not to be that long-lasting, independent, separate entity. And so it's not like a loss of something, it's an incredible gain in nothing. Yeah? You lose, you don't lose, there's no loss in the something, there's a huge gain in nothing. And the nothing is the gift that keeps on giving, really. So, that's it, eh?